The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Stop. Talk Show. We are live. We are in studio. Demery Lache is here. Along with Dougie B. Dougie B, good to see you in the studio, man. What's going on, man? You've been having them allergy issues, man. Hope you ain't bring them all the way back into here. You had about a week out of studio dealing with those uh, nah, diseases. No, you know, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. Feeling a lot better now. You know, I still can't breathe, but... Uh, still can't breathe. Okay. You know, they make those breathe right, so we're good to go on that. True. So, just... And obviously, I've, your heart's still pumping, so... Oh, that's yes. The, yeah. And the brain got, is going. Got my hey, dog. you need to get some blood work, though. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got Kwame here yeah, jumping he on the lines as well. Hey, I got my Dutch brothers all. I'm ready to go, man. So, I'm going <laughs> to pump my heart. Uh-huh. Hey, that Dutch brothers, I don't know. It's, it's keeping that allergy, you know, keeping it going. <laughs> Dutch brothers, the reason why he's sick. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no yeah, shots, bro. No, no. I'm I'm feeling pretty healthy, and no, I did not um, get any today. <laughs> no offense, no, no shade uh, thrown towards Dutch Bros at all. I stand and call and ask him. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yes. Welcome. We are we are live here in studio. It is what's today? Thursday. It is Thursday. It is man. Thursday. Day before the weekend. Day before All Star weekend. Ooh, a uh, so, lot of news. A lot of sports news to talk about, man. Where do you want to jump in? at? I mean, we can start off. Start a little. Start with the uh, Jackie Robinson. Which, then yes, that's exactly what we we were discussing right before. Uh, we got jumped on air here. Jackie Robinson, Little League team, uh, during the Little League World Series, won the U.S. National Championship, uh, went on to play in the World Championships and took a loss. But they now their title has now been stripped. And it's because of rules, regulations of the living districts and them recruiting guys out of the good side of Chicago, quote-unquote, and – mixing them in with you know the where Jackie Robinson West is actually from which is right. you know a uh, low graded neighborhood and them having a little league team that produced some some pretty good stars uh yeah. little league wise it's all been a league it's all taken back uh, the title has been stripped the coach has been banned from little league world series where do we start off honestly i was a huge fan during this run i think me and kwame back in the summertime we talked about this a lot we were surprised to see you know um the image that they you know put up for young african-american baseball um kids athletes you know because the baseball literally in the african-american standpoint is not as high as it used right. as it was before and because that has a lot to do with the nba nfl you know a lot of guys want to make it to the league quicker but the MLB, the baseball league, is uh, taking a, a downfall with African Americans representing them, and not only this, this is another situation where I think another downfall is going to happen, if not <laughs> one has happened before, and it's just going to hit it even harder to me. 
You know, unfortunately, they put themselves in that situation by the the boundary map and grabbing these kids from outside the area. It kind of defeats the whole purpose of having that league because that league was set up for that area, for the kids in that area. Right, right. And then you want to bring people in. I mean, we we understand youth sports these days, you see a lot of the coaches trying to bend the rules and even ex- expanding over the rules mm-hmm. to try to get that competitive edge where back in the day you didn't have that. Right. It was youth sports was youth sports to go out there to have – it was still competitive, but it was to have fun to build these kids up and, and start getting them involved in the sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you just see a lot of a lot of stuff coming out from youth sports nowadays, and whether it's the little league, uh, pop Warner football, where these coaches are getting fined, they're getting suspended. It, it really hits these kids up more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to feel it more than anything overall. Um, and you had just not the coach, but you also had uh, the team manager got suspended from the league. Um, the administrator, Michael Kelly, he was removed from his position. So right. it affected more than just the team. It, it's sad for these kids, but then you got to think, what about the kids? What are you sending that message to those kids that live in that area that signed up to play for that team that lived in that area? Mm-hmm. And now you're bringing in these other kids so you can compete? Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that relaying the, the message to these kids, you know, at this young age too? I mean, they're excited because I'm, I'm sure they went to the World Series for a little league. They won. But now that that's taken away, man, you know, for a mm-hmm. little kid, that's hard to take and hard to accept. It's just, it, it's sad. You know, I, I look at the overall picture. I look at the kids mm-hmm. out of, out of everything that was done and how they're going to feel about this, man. Yeah. Well now, you know, Barack Obama has spoken out a little bit saying, you know how the president, he really acknowledged this whole story with him being from Chicago, with Man. him, uh, Publicity. you know, you know, he, he was really, you know, he honored the kids, though. He honored the whole system of the Jackie Robinson West League. Uh, he was very proud, you know, to see this team being represented and, you know, seeing these players and the coaches. But, you know, he he really said, I mean, he's still saying to this day, you know, he's proud of what, you know, these kids uh, re- the way they represent the U.S. I mean, they were all of age, right? And exclude, you know, what happened with Danny Almonte yes. about fifteen years ago. Uh, that whole issue, but so at least they were all of age. They were just right. not in the same area. And I think it's 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 pretty tough because you don't see Jackie Robinson West after you know after they win their district, their state title. Now they turn into the team from Chicago, and that's what you yep. read when you're looking at the Little League World Series. Then you see the team from the Midwest, and that's what they wore across the jersey. So in my eyes, I'm like, well, obviously all these kids were from Chicago. I don't care if it's outside of a district. Like, I, I don't get that. I played Little League, and I played on all-star teams as well, where it was kids from, like, uh, I live in Indianapolis, and it was kids from, like, Fishers and Carmel on our same baseball team. and But they played in our league, but right. they were from outside the district. I'm talking 15-, 10-minute drives. But it was the best league to play in. On my side of town. So, you know, it was just, and I played with these guys, and I didn't see any problems with that. I mean, we lost. We took losses. We won. I'm pretty sure this Jackie Robinson team, these kids took losses and won as well. Obviously, they took a loss, and they had two losses in the tournament. They lost to the Vegas team, and they lost to uh, the South Korea team who won it all. And I I think, yeah, it's tough for the kids to handle. And I I mean, I'm still, I still honor them to this day because those teams, those kids put it all together. Now you just look at, you have to take a look at the adults, the coach, the manager in the situation, and even the parents because you knew the parents knew. 
Oh, yeah. But well, at the same time, the way that the Little League is represented, it's the team from Chicago, right. not Jackie West or Jackie Robinson West. It's just the team from Chicago. And they had one of the greatest stories, you know, put together. Right. Well, and, I, and I'm looking at – trying to look at the article here to touch base as far as what you're talking about for, you know, the team from Chicago – Having the kids from the outside come in, and right, I think where right, it's right. coming from is it was outside that neighbor the uh, the neighboring district. Mm-hmm. That's where they were coming in. So, um, you know, it just I don't know the rules. I don't know what the map was, the boundary map. So I, I don't want to comment too much about it. Right. Just because, like I said, I don't have all the facts in front. I hate doing that without the facts. But obviously, yeah. something for them to to take that championship away. Obviously, the rules were in place, and they broke outside that rule box, you know, with the players. So, but I don't think it was an all-star team per se, as more as your your league specifically. Because look here in, in Phoenix, man, mm-hmm. we got we got so many leagues, so many teams per per that league. With uh, just like take Pop Warner out here, you've got the Grand Association, you got the Far East Association, and I think that's where it's coming down from. Is you have the team say, you know, from the Grand Association for Pop Warner. Well, they were getting the kids from the Far East Association, say like Gilbert, to come and play on the team, um, and that's the best way I can kind of look at the the coordination between the two. Is right. that's where they were coming from. So, like I said, man, it's unfortunate for the kids, and I think that's what we're all going to look down to. But for the yeah. parents to allow that too, mm-hmm. I mean, you get it's it's sad, man. That because it's a huge situation that literally World Series has you know come up to now nowadays. Yeah. And now with being in the media, being on ESPN the whole summer, you get about what the whole month of what August and like you know these kids are taking school. You know, uh, have to miss the first few days of school depending on how far they make it in the tournament. Right. And then you know you have the parade, you have uh, you know media day with the kids, and you know that they're doing all of this and knowing good and well. That, you know, they're, they're not doing it the right way. They're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. And then you have other teams from other states, you know, who they beat in, like, per se, the Rhode Island. His That coach came out and said, you know, it's very disappointing in that, you know, they were one game away. They took a loss to this team. And for them to, you know, for them to continue on knowing that they were doing it the wrong way, it's just not fair to, that. you know, kids like the Pennsylvania team that they beat, the Las Vegas team, the, uh, like I said, the Rhode Island team as well during the summertime. It takes a lot away from those kids because they put all their passion. They're doing it the right way, and then they take a loss to you know extremely pretty well put together team right. in their Chicago team. And now, you know, now the news come out is is very disappointing all around as a little league standpoint. But at the same time, I have to still acknowledge you know what that Chicago, what the Jackie Robinson West team put together. I mean, a team of all African Americans in little league baseball. I mean, that's just incredible that you know that you have a team that had success yeah they did it the wrong way and and, then you're right they should be punished they should be stripped of the title but at the same time I think that story should live on for you know other uh, areas around the U.S. you see uh, that this team you know that they made it thus far yeah they didn't live in all district but they were all the same age they all played baseball they loved the game and it shows you that no matter what neighborhood you're from, you know, you can always get together. And baseball is still, you know, America's pastime sport. Yep. And, you know, you shouldn't, you know, a lot of African-American kids should not pass on 
baseball. And I think that was the biggest message out of all of this because, you know, a lot of kids when I was growing up with, they never played, never picked up a bat and ball. You know, me and my brother were actually, like, pretty rare <laughs> to right. play baseball. You know, kids used to look at us like, oh, we're getting ready for football season or basketball season. I'm like, what about it, baseball, yeah. man? Like, you know, pick up a bat. And, yeah. you know, it was really rare for that. So I can imagine how it is now when yeah. you're, you know, what, 10, 11, 12 years old. And, you know, still that whole story of them coming together, I think you should not pass on that story. Don't no. overlook that end of it. Yes, they did it the wrong way. They got stripped of the title. And, and you know, this is partakes in for the future, for looking on, saying, right. hey, uh, you, you make you make sure you got to do it the right way. You got to have everyone in your district, and who knows, they can make another run and yeah. have it a new coach and everything. It's gonna be tough for the kids, though. Right, going and on I, from this, you know, it might be something to look at as far as low league in general, kind of maybe putting together instead of just the teams itself going to the World Series. Okay. Maybe, maybe having the All Stars, maybe pick from the different districts and put an All Star team together. To represent and right, they, and they play each other, and you know, as far as the U.S. goes. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this: In your opinion, do you think well, this day and hard age to take a take? And I understand. I mean, there, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of stuff. Team. Yeah. yeah, but this is a good example. Is and I'm not talking about the whole state, mm-hmm. but come come down to it is have just like they did. You have a couple kids come onto your team, so you make a small all-star team, if you want to call it that. Um, but they're going to have – I think the Little League's going to have to look at some stuff, maybe change some rules around or something like that. You think so? I, They're going to look at mm-hmm. it. Nothing might change, but they, mm-hmm. they're they still going to have to look at it because anytime you have something like this, mm-hmm. you, as, as an organization, you have to look at why. Why right. did they do this? Was it just a competitive edge like Deflategate? Mm-hmm. Um, you know – was it something that we need to change what we're doing? Maybe they're trying to tell mm-hmm. us something. You've got to look as as the organization and, and just at least look into it and figure out. They might come back and say, you know what, everything in place is good to go. They just mm-hmm. wanted to try to, to get that um, competitive edge and get that advantage, and mm-hmm. they did wrong, and we're going to keep everything we've got. Right. But in this day and age, are we putting too much emphasis on youth sports? Because look at – ESPN covers yeah, the World of course. Series. Yeah. Look at Friday Night Tikes. You know, yeah. growing up, I mean, we never had that stuff. Mm-hmm. And granted, the, the time and technology, everything right. else is different. But look at what we're doing. I mean, we're talking about youth sports. Yeah. And you a know? lot of that has to do with, you know, like in the game of basketball and football as well. These coaches are here recruiting young. And I remember, uh, yeah, back when I was playing high school in Indiana, uh, the guy, the center who played at Louisville, Stephen Van Trees, two years ago, he won a national championship. But this guy was getting recruited, had uh, offers, scholarship offers at the age of fourteen. We were, we were we were in middle school. I didn't even know what Division One really, right. you know, the exactly. biggest difference between Division One, Division Two, whatever. Because kids in my neighborhood went everywhere. So when I see this guy getting offers from like you know at that time Kentucky they weren't the same Kentucky as they were now obviously <laughs> but yeah cut Kentucky he had UCLA IU Purdue of course they right. had local Ball State I mean this guy was getting offered scholarships when he was only in eighth grade so I think that had started then with you know picking up on youth who's the next best thing who you right, right. a lot of uh, the media a lot of society nowadays looks at you know who's the next best thing now 
pool. Well, can you really look become, at the net? No, you really can't. At, at 10, 11, 12 years old? No, you, you can't. can't. No. no. And that's why, like, when you're saying putting together all-star thing, all-star team, that takes away a lot of confidence from the other kids in the neighborhood right. in the same area. Like, well, wow, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not good enough. Right. I guess now I can go do something else. Yep. It's just, it, it's, looking at everything that they come out with now, it just, it amazes me how much you see for youth sports on TV itself, man. You know, and I don't, I don't see it getting better. I, I see it getting worse, you know. And the question I have is, who are we to blame? Or, you know, the parents and the, the coaches out there? Because the, ki- the kids are the innocent one. In, you know, they're going to go with whatever, right. you know, especially with this day and age. You tell them, hey, you're going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. You're not going to expect a, an 8, 9, 10-year-old to be like, hey, that, you know, I don't, feel, I don't feel comfortable with that. Right. They're going to love know? it. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to want to see what all they can do to get on, the t- uh, get on television yeah. at a young age. They so, want to be an entertain, entertainer, you know, yep. at a young age. So, I mean, yeah, you you asked me when I was 12 years old, of course. Yeah, if we mm. get a chance to play on TV, what do I got to do? You right. know, exactly. dad, let me know. And, you know, you look at all these in the entertainment industry. I mean, you get young movie stars, young singers, actresses, you know, actors and whatnot. These kids, you know, because of adults, you know, they – Adults see one ideal and want them to make create something that they either weren't before, or didn't have the chance to, or they right. passed up on. They push it upon their kids, and the kids is like, "Yeah, I love to be on TV," not knowing what all they got to go through and the relationships that they cause. And then when you get older, it's like, "Well, this was, you know, this wasn't even yeah. worth it." Well, look how many child stars, days. man. Right, Ch- child stars are, are as an adult, they yeah. have, they don't know what's going on. Because they've never been a kid before. Exactly. Then they look at their kids and, like, be a kid. And then they're looking at their parents like, I want to be like you. You're everywhere. Right. You know? Like, that's why I acknowledge so much of uh, Cordell Brodus. And with him going to UCLA now, Snoop Dogg's son, mm-hmm. you know, he, he'd he been around the fame and everything. So he's like, you know, I don't want to be around that. I want to get out of L.A. And then, lo and behold, this guy's going right to it's a UCLA. Decision, yeah. Right. And then it's a family decision. And, you know, he you could tell he wasn't happy about no, that. No, we but, talked I mean, about that. You're getting a Division One scholarship to UCLA, so could have been an issue. <laughs> could have been, should have been. Honestly, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, in my eyes, he would have been the man. But I mean, UCLA is not a bad choice. No, and ASU picked up uh, a couple days ago. Picked up that four-star receiver finally. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so that's going to work out. That's going to work oh. out even better. We got about a minute left uh, before we go and take a quick break. Coming up after the break, I mean, we can tell you more about the. Uh, Jackie Robinson West Little League team and you know where do they go from now like Doug you mentioned the point of you know what does the Little League World Series do from now uh, we're going to discuss more about that also All-Star Weekend is coming up and you know I'm just going to throw out a friendly reminder on this day Doug 15 years ago do you remember what you were doing 15 years ago around February 13th besides going out looking for a Valentine's Day present you know you last minute Dog, Valentine's dude. present. I was trying to. I was trying to find my Valentine. You la- I was trying to figure out who's going to be my Valentine. Exactly. You last minute. Fifteen years ago, man. I don't. Hold on. I was like eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, something like that. Fifteen years ago. Just, just keep that in mind because on this day, something happened that changed my life. Okay. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, Spider Man and Freeze in full effect. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, Dave? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Ready, Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live. It's Thursday. We are in studio. Demi Lachey, Dougie B. Dougie B's thinking back what he did 15 years ago on this date. I'm going to tell you what I did 15 years ago. I tuned into the greatest NBA slam dunk contest <laughs> of all time in my era. I say this because in 2000, uh, February 13th, on this day, Vince Carter took flight. Not only to the world, but to my generation. He took flight to everyone before his time and after. He changed. He brought back the slam dunk contest to a whole nother level to a whole nother exception and it wasn't only him the other participants that participated uh the guys also put on a great performance jerry stackhouse was in it uh steve francis uh larry hughes his own cousin tracy mcgrady t-mac i mean these guys were superstar names you know at the time in the game and that was i, I believe that was the last time we're actually seeing you know a well-known household name NBA players, you know, all around in the, in the dunk contest. I mean, it was a couple of years where you probably get one or two. Like Dwight Howard was one name, and right. he won. Blake Griffin was a household name. Uh, Paul George participated in a few. I mean, it was a few guys, you know, that you knew. Eric Bledsoe, I think, participated in one. But during that era, I mean, in 2000, 15 years ago, that was – that was the greatest dunk contest I've seen. Probably, I mean, in my era, you know, I don't right. remember 96. I was, yeah, I was alive and born. I, was, I wasn't here for the 85 dunk contest. Yeah, I see highlights. I watch it over again. But I really wasn't living in that moment. You know, in 2000, right. it was, you know, I was pushing, what, 10, 11 yeah. years old. And I was, yeah, exactly. You can't take anything away from Spud Webb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't here around the Spud Webb era times. But... You know, I watch it. I'm like, oh my goodness! You know, a guy right. that's that's small doing you know Huge. crazy things uh, in the air 
I mean, a guy who I see like that is like Nate Robinson, you know. Right. But obviously, he didn't carry the same um, all around, I guess you could say, uh, game that Spud Webb had in the regular game series as well. But yeah, I wasn't, and that wasn't me during my time. No. I apologize. But I mean, but, the year 2000, I mean, 15 years later, man, I, I, I wanted to see Vince Carter do that for the rest of his yeah. life, for the rest of his career, to see where his game, you know coming at now and thinking about it like man is he going to end up as a hall of famer i i don't know and it, just, it's, it's going to be tough we talked 15 years ago i don't think i really don't think at least in my opinion there has been a dunk contest as great as that one in 2000 mm-hmm. there's been good dunks there's been some great stuff but yeah, overall overall yeah. for the contest in general mm-hmm. from everybody competing right. i don't think they've touched that since no you know, and Vince Carter. I mean, he was putting on a show, but let's not knock. I mean, Tracy McGrady had some dunks that have never Mac. been done before as well. Yeah. I mean, he was doing some off the wall. You know, I just never didn't expect Tracy McGrady, and that was when he was becoming T Mac. He right. was, you know, on that superstar stardom on Coming his up. way. Yep. Uh, Steve Francis. I mean, that guy was what the Russell Westbrook of two thousand. Where are some of these guys now, man? Yeah, exactly. You looked at some of these. Injury these are going to be man. stars. Uh-huh. These are going to be stars. I mean, they were. Yeah. They were stars at the time. To me, a star is like a Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, somebody that right, right. That, that longevity, That's that a consistently, right. correct, consistently right. put it up. You consistently said every year they contribute, you know, whether it's the all-star nomination, just the greats. Right. You know, and so for a few years, yeah, the, these guys are, but where are they now? So, you know, I, and I know we're, we're out here, we're talking to sports, um, but I want to put it out there because it touches home. Obviously, we're based mm-hmm. out here in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to kind of put a tribute out there to, um, obviously, up in northern Arizona. Uh, Kayla Mueller, obviously, it came out that uh, confirmed with the ISIS deal and stuff like that. So, our you know, our hearts here mm-hmm. on the Kwame Laster Sports Talk goes up to the family up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, definitely something uh, – you know, sad to uh, to hear, especially because she's out there trying to do the peace talks and everything else, and just unfortunate incidents. So, mm-hmm. uh, definitely, just, you know, want to touch base on that. So, yeah. Also, to the shootings at Chapel Hill. Yes. Uh, you know, we've been out a couple last couple of days, and shootings going out to Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill. I mean, it's another tough loss in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, starting you know man. with Stuart Scott and uh, Coach Dean Smith, and down you know the shooting at Chapel blow. Hill. Yeah. Just another one. And, yeah. you know, we also send our condolences out to them as well. Going back. Yes. Uh, this, this coming up weekend, all the contest contestants of the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, in a little in the uh, celebrity game starting off tomorrow, I mean, you got Monet Davis playing in it. Another little league superstardom. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. She's, she's doing it the right way. She's handling it. And I think she's doing a tremendous job. And her camp, her parents uh, – her marketing team, I guess. I mean, it's crazy to say just a year ago, who was Monet Davis? Heck, even in yeah. May, June, and July, I, I was like, who is this? And then August, she takes the world by storm in her pitching skills and her baseball skills overall. I mean, you know, and she said, you know, my favorite sport is basketball. So I kind of can't wait. You know, I mentioned it on Tuesday. Man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what she's, you know, the game that she really, she says she has passion for. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see that, but the all-star game, you know, and this is a, the issue I have with the NBA all-star. You had Kobe Bryant slated to play over James Harden. 
Now, obviously, James is playing because I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that, but go ahead. What? This this season for this maybe. year, this yes. season and maybe not, yes. Overall, would I rather go see Kobe Bryant play or James Harden? I'm, if I had the money, the ticket to go see, I'm going to go see Kobe play. But we're talking I, about this year. We don't talk. Yeah. We don't. We don't uh, nominate right, people right. because the previous year. You sure about that? We don't. We don't. But we the fans. Do. And, I, and I, that's <laughs> what we're we talking do. about. Yeah. The way the NBA All Star Game works. Right, so right. that's what I'm saying. As far as this year, how do you not put James over? Oh, over abso- Kobe? absolutely. You know, I yeah. mean, look what he did to the Suns the other night. He, he's putting up shots. I just looked at it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, and I love it because obviously being an ASU boy, uh huh. I'm like, ah, I wish we could have got him at the Suns. But it, it's one of those things. You just look at him. You go, dang. The Suns didn't believe in him at that time. It was like, oh, no, he, I don't think a, a lot of people man. did. I did. Uh, obviously, you're you're a Sun right. Devil guy. Yes. You remember his days at the Sun Devil? Oh yeah. I I seen him I seen like a highlight tape of him playing like in uh high school before he before he even committed to ASU and I'm like, man, this kid is this guy's good. Yeah. This is a cool, smooth lefty. He goes to ASU, same deal. I mean he was He balled at ASU. He was I mean, the balled. guy. He led him to a NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think twice, if not I know for sure one his last year. He made it to the NCAA tournament and you know, he was he was balling. And I was like, Man, this guy is He's good, and then he got drafted a little bit later in the later right. rounds, and I was surprised. I was like, people are sleeping on James Harden. That's how he ended up in OKC. I'm like, people are sleeping on this guy. His days at ASU yeah. was incredible because back in Indiana, we didn't. I didn't watch ASU basketball games until about 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock exactly. at night. But I stayed up because I knew James Harden. You know, I heard about this kid from the West Coast uh, dropping 30 a night. I was like, okay, I got to see this kid play against yeah. UCLA, against USC at the time who – had a powerhouse basketball, you know, with O.J. Mayo and mm. seeing James mm. Harden go up with those guys, I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy is, you know, O.J. Mayo's from Ohio. So right. I watched him growing up all all day long. And then to see him get, you know, dismantled by James Harden, I was like, oh, my goodness, yeah. this kid is special. Like, nobody goes at, you know, O.J. Mayo the way I seen it no. growing up. But to see, yeah, what the kid from the West Coast, James Harden, was doing. And then the Suns had a chance to get him, oh, to yeah. bring him back to Phoenix. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they passed up on it. They didn't believe it. I'm like, exactly. how? You seen him play for what two years? I think at ASU, I think he had two year career, yeah. two year stint. You seen him in in your own backyard. You seen him go almost win a championship in OKC. You knew his contract was coming out. You threw him a small enough offer that Houston laughed at and was like, you know, what? Yep. we'll we'll take him. Yep. And now, yeah, every time he comes back to Phoenix, he let it known. Thank yeah. you for passing up on me. Not only in the draft, but also <laughs> in trying to pick me up as a free agent. He let it be known because he dropped, what, 40 the other night? Yeah. And then the game before that when he played in Phoenix, he had a game-winning shot. Man, He's just, letting it known. Thank you, the, Phoenix. And I'm telling you, the other <laughs> I mean, Grant, uh, what was it, two, week, two, three weeks ago he played. But mm-hmm. uh, the other night, you know, caught the end of the game. He just he could not miss. Like just no matter what shot he did some <laughs> he did some like Kareem Abdul Jabbar Skyhook type deal. He goes in. He's and special, I'm man. like, man, I go, James, why are you doing that to us? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it's good to see him, man. It's good to see him represent the all-star game, get that start. I thought he should have got the start over Kobe this year in the first place, yeah. but that's part of why the NBA All-Star, right. you know, is is kind of skewed and stuff like that mm-hmm. because of the fan choice and they just choose I, 
It is. Well, I mean, we can talk a whole two hours about that. So we can. I'll get off of that. But uh, we can. <laughs> it's you know, I mean, if you got something to say, don't hold back, WB. No, you man. know, you know the rules here. Oh, I know, man. It's a, it's one of those <laughs> things, though, man. It's they need to change it. They need to change the All Star voting. I'd like to see it happen. I don't think it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Which it should. It should. And I, I definitely agree. He, he should have been a starter this this year. They do need to change some way of voting. I think it should be more of. I mean, it's cool to have the fans vote, maybe like a starter, one starter or so, just to keep it. I don't know. They, they might not participate, want to participate in that, but, uh, you know, they should let the owners, the people who actually attend these games, who actually, you know, just knock it not for all uh, fans to do it. So that way you can go and vote and have your fan club, Justin Bieber, vote a starter in. Exactly. It's just not fair to some of the guys who have been playing out outrageous this season not even get the chance to start now i had to get coach had to get voted in by coaches and right. assistant coaches which that knocks another guy off that's behind them that's been balling this season who's probably out playing the starter yeah kobe bryant exactly. you know clay thompson he wouldn't have made the even no. all-star team if and he should have injuries right and you he's know. now he's he moved all the way up to a starter that allows another spot to open up and anthony davis being out now which he's played incredible as well and i can't wait uh but they yeah, I can't wait to see him get healthy again because, honestly, I was a huge fan of his right now. Right. And I know he's going to take the game to a whole nother level once he gets healthy. But to see him out really sucks. To see um, pretty much all these other injuries to uh, these NBA All-Star contestants and now to see all these. It's kind of like the replacement game now. Right. And, you know, at first it was these are the legitimate players, you know. If they don't get injured, this this is the team. Then you see a guy like Dirk Nowitzki get in, DeMarcus Cousins get in because of injury. I'm like, well, what's, well, what's going on here? What what right. are we watching? I mean, DeMarcus Cousins definitely should have been voted in right. without a doubt. I mean, a guy averaging 24, 12 and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. so what, he plays second, he's balling. Exactly. And to see these guys, you know, finally get in. I don't even know who's on the all-star roster, to be honest. I don't, yeah. And usually it's, as it's, a fan, you know, a basketball, you know about a week ahead, about two yeah. weeks before who's playing or who could potentially get in because of injury. Yeah. Now all these dang on injured, everybody pulling the name out, Dwayne Wade. So you, now you got to go look for another guy. You know, this guy probably had plans on vacation. Yeah. For those but you know what days. that's going to do? That's going to be a lot better of an all-star game because it's going to be a lot more competitive with these guys that Absolutely. aren't the superstars. So now they're 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 in this all-star game. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not the, the Kobe Bryants of the league, what are they going to do? They're going to go out and try to prove themselves because they know this is a national stage. You know, it's a big weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm a ball, and I'm going to show people why I belong here. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? So I think it's going to be probably a lot more interesting type game. Might not be as uh, flamboyant, maybe. Um, but it's going to be interesting, man. You it know, is. it's going to be good to go. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it, but. You know, I'd like to see them kind of do what the NFL did, bring bring the you know the legends back, have them kind of pick their team mm-hmm. um, like a draft type style. But we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you got to look at hockey has the same all star, and you know what what if just across the board, professional sports got rid of their all star weekends? You know, mm-hmm. from the Pro Bowl and the NFL to hockey and, and NBA, baseball. Mm-hmm. Imagine that no all star. Yeah, that would. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck. I mean, well, I, I, mean, I, I love the All-Star, the whole standpoint of it because you actually get the whole sense of the superstar, you know, get to see your favorite stars, your favorite athletes play. But do, uh, 
I mean, realistically, do they play? They they come out there. I look at the NFL. It's like a walk through practice almost. Right. You know. Right, right. Yeah. So, the NFL. No. The NFL need maybe need to get rid of that. Uh, period. Just have an all pro selection. Acknowledge those guys. There should be no. Yeah. It's, it's just taken away. Maybe make the quarters shorter or. Or what about just like shorter. a celebrity all star type deal, where celebrities are coming out playing like a flag football game with some of these guys? Yeah, they tried that and. I mean, yeah, they, they they had that. I remember back Pro Bowl weekend when it was in Hawaii. Because that's what it is like right a now. Celebrity, former NFL alumni, right. beach flag football game. I mean, that's fair, but yeah, have it on the real field. I think that would be pretty, pretty good to see because the MLB they do a tremendous job with All Star Weekend. Yeah. It's actually a meaning or something. So yeah, they might. But baseball, you can go all out on on the game, right? You, right. The absolutely. injury, the, the probability of injury is low with with MLB. You probably can't throw basketball. as many curveballs as we want. No, to, but you get two innings of pitching. Right. Exactly. You know, you get two. Shorten the game up in, in yeah. the NFL, uh, NBA. I think NBA is pretty doing pretty well. I mean. It's a showtime. It's a showtime event. You get to show your skills. You get to show who's a really shooter. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stephen Curry can come out and just shoot jumpers all day. And that's right. what you want to see. You want to see LeBron James take off on a fast break and, you know, take off the rim. Yeah. And, you know, they get a chance to do that. They might not, You might not see the defense of it, but you leave a guy, uh, DeAndre Jordan now, who I think is the defensive freak, you know, he's been playing like a freak of nature lately, averaging 20 rebounds a game in the past few games. And, you know, you leave guys out like that, so they're not going to, you know, nobody's going to challenge the rim. Pau Gasol is not going to challenge no. Kevin Durant going to the but hole. But that's the type of environment it is. Right. You know, you're, you, you understand that going into that game that I'm going to do my thing on offense when I'm on defense. I'm not going to go up and try to block him and, and yeah. potentially hurt the guy right. because I'm trying to block the shot. But if you're trying to make your statement, your name as, hey, I'm here, like DeMarcus Cousins, I can right. see him, you know, challenging guys' shots. Like, hey, let's come out here, let's play basketball. Like, no, right. let's not hold back. Yeah, it's one game. You get a few days off after this. Like, let's let's go out. Because, you know, the older guys are, are not going to play. Dirk Nowitzki's not going to play that much, even right. though he just got put in because of injury. He's uh, going in to get a paycheck. Yeah, Demar. Uh, who else? Tim Duncan. You know he's not really going to play much. <laughs> I mean, come on. Chris Paul may yeah. not play much, even though he's not even a starter. But you know, you know he's not going to play at, at all at much. But you know, still, it goes back to the whole voting concept. Now you got guys who are getting injured, so the commissioner is just throwing guys in there because of either coaches talk, but. To have Dirk get in there, really? I mean, it's it's some other guy. DeAndre Jordan yeah, is my name that I sh- that should have been, barring the injury, he should have been in there. But he, you know, he's in there because of Dirk and his name he's created. Exactly. Like we've talked about. Exactly. Like the Kobe and everybody right. else. So, you know, it's just it's it'll be a, uh, definitely a fun game to watch mm-hmm. because of the 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 smaller no names coming into it. So, yeah. And then Amari Stoudemire talking about greats. Oh, Knicks, Knicks looking to buy out his the contract. The Knicks are looking to buy out Amari Stoudemire's contract. I'm telling you right now, between my my opinion, it's going to be between Phoenix and Sacramento. He's not going to come back to Phoenix. He's not going to go to Sacramento. He's, he's going to go to a playoff team. Phoenix is on the verge. But he he, could, he's not going to play 48 minutes either, though, at his age. So look what the Suns have with their training staff. That's why a lot of guys love coming to Phoenix because of the training right. staff. And if you're a Mario Stoudemire, you're up in your right. age, mm-hmm. you're not going to get your 48 minutes. You're going to contribute, which the Suns need. I mean, they, they would welcome his contribution because he'll bring it. But he was always liked here in Phoenix, and I think that's going to be the advantage for him mm-hmm. is because of the fans here. He can come in here. He knows what he has here in Phoenix as far as a fan base. 
and the training staff, I think those two are going to be huge factors yep. if if New York buys out his contract. We can, yeah, we're going to talk more about that after the break. we got to take a quick break here, though. Um, Ready? I'm going to have the break. We're going to finish more about the Mars Stoudemire. NFL, NBA free agents, uh, or contracts coming up or whatnot. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the last segment of this Thursday, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live in studio, Demi Lachey, Dougie B. Kwame joined us for like for a, a, for a good five seconds. He put his little comment in. And, and, right. And, Vote for me and then hug yeah. up, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, before break, we were discussing, you know, some NBA NBA rumors are starting to jump out a yes. lot. And, Seven days left till trade deadline. Yep. And some big names, some big contracts uh, either going to be bought out or, you know, some guys are going to be released or just traded. With uh, the trade deadline coming up and – you know, it's a, it's a lot of big names out there. Mari Stoudemire is one that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, other big names, Lance Stevenson, name is getting tossed around a lot. Kevin uh, Mar- Mo-, Mo Williams just got traded from the T-Wolves. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that yet. He got traded from the T-Wolves. Uh, who was he playing with? He got traded. Where did he go? I don't know. Uh, to another it. team. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> I think it was Brooklyn. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. I think. Well, that was, makes sense. Why with Kevin Garnett being a free agent? I think it was. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm, don't. Don't quote me on that. But a lot of big names are being tossed around. Uh, Andrew Nicholson, uh, Magic for Enos Cantor, big man. Um, Brooke Lopez being talked about. Even the likes of Kevin Love. His name is getting tossed around. Man. Because of you know, do we sign him to that guaranteed close to 100? Hundred uh, million dollars contract. Why? Well, look what him and uh, um, LeBron are doing together now. They're starting to actually finally gel a little. Bit. They had one good game. No, and it was against no. the Lakers, where oh. Kevin Love actually. Oh no, no, the team, the Cavs team is gelling together. I think Kevin Love and but Kevin Love, a hundred million dollars worth. Is he coming? Is he a hundred million dollars worth? No. 
Is he playing about $60, 70000000 million? Yes. Yeah. Because of his name, because of what he had done in the Timberwolves. I mean, think about it. You sign a guy to $100 million. He didn't make it to the All-Star game. Not yeah. even an all-star caliber player. Not even playing up to his level potential of even – he's not even top five at his own position. And you're talking talking about flirting with this guy $100 million. Even his own coach came out and said that, no, he's not a $100 million player right. in this NBA, in, in this world. And I totally agree with that. At first, I was a huge Kevin Love before he got to Cleveland on this show. I quoted saying several times, pay this man. This guy is a top five all-around player. He's a superstar waiting to happen. I have swallowed my words to this day. Yeah, he he can perform, you know, 30 points a game here and there. He can give a good 15, 12 rebound game here. But he's not doing it consistently. He's not doing it enough. Whereas, you know, you look at guys like, um, like you said, Marquise Morris. He's been coming along. Yep. LaMarcus Aldridge, he's worth $100 million. Um you know, guys at his position, Paul Millsap, doing his thing in Atlanta, became an all-star. And I think this is, this is his second all-star outcoming. But, you know, you compete with guys like Blake Griffin. You know, these are superstar names that Kevin Love name has been, you know, thrown up with. But now, you know, that's why he's on the trading block. That's why yeah. there's rumors that he could be traded because Cleveland might not give him that ultimate deal that he's that he's been wanting and waiting right. for. Now, if, if I was Cleveland and I was a GM of Cleveland – I'd be doing what I could do, and I agree. A hundred million, all right, no, but I'll give you what what we value you as. I don't think they want to give him up though, because look at what that team in general is doing right now as a team. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, LeBron coming back. Honestly, I didn't see, I did not see this Cleveland team doing what they are doing now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they went eleven out of twelve games. Um, they had that ten or eleven game win streak. Mm-hmm. It just, I. NBA talk, you cannot leave out Cleveland now, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know what they're at standing wise as far as playoffs come. If are they, they're still they're in the top eight, right? The Cleveland, yeah, yeah they're Kevin. they're flirting with. They won what like 13, or, 14 in the last fifteen games. Yeah, they're sitting at the number four seed, I think, right now. That's yeah, so, okay. Four I know last time seed, I saw it was yeah. like around five. And or actually, six. Mo Williams got traded to a playoff team, the Atlanta Hawks. Oh man. And they Atlanta's, and they put up now Atlanta has four all stars because of injury to Dwayne Wade being out. They uh, threw in Kyle Corver's name in that all star game. So that's four guys now representing the Hawks. There I mean, that team is I, I talked about them on Tuesday and you know, they're flirting with championship level oh yeah. play. They're gonna be in that Eastern Conference championship. You think so? Yeah. I'm 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 a bit nervous because last season, just a year ago. Indiana Pacers had the same exact winning percentage, same exact, you know, almost identical record. I mean, these guys, the Pacers were the best team in overall record-wise right. in the NBA during the All-Star break. And then after that, the huge, the biggest collapse I've seen in basketball history. I hope not to see this again because, you know, the Eastern Conference is not known for well-put-together teams as the Western Conference, right. where it's actually stars are over there backing yep. up superstars. Yep. And – you know, I just don't see, you know, I, I, it's going to be tough to see if Atlanta can really hold this all the way out. You look at Golden State, you you see they can do it. Right. This team, they've been they've been together for about four years now, their core group of players. You got Stephen Curry who can walk in the gym with the lights out and still just shut the gym down. Him and Klay Thompson, I mean, those both are two superstar-level shooters and the best two shooters in the NBA or, you know, arguably top five shooters in the NBA. 
they can, you know, you can see a team like that, you know, they might take a few losses here or there, but they can bounce back from it. They beaten the Clippers team in the playoffs. You know, they I've seen Golden State play in the playoffs, so they do have that caliber team. You look at a team like Atlanta, I mean, yeah, they're playing well. This team has been put together. They have a few more veterans than the Pacers did last year. True. As in, you know, who's been there and their gel group of team put together. Now it's time to see if, you know, can they really – go to the championship level. I'm not sure because Cleveland, like you said before, the Cavs are on their way. Uh, Chicago, can't sleep on Chicago, Washington, Toronto. Those are great teams as well in the Eastern Conference. So I'm a bit shaky about it. I'm not going to guarantee them yet, even though you you throwing it in there. But I think I think they'll be I, I mean, they, yeah, no, I mean, no doubt about it. They've proven it thus right. far. But, you know, it, it's going to be a wild finish in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. It's yeah, especially after All Star break. <laughs> look at these teams, man. It just look at. I mean, Toronto, what they're doing right now. Chicago, I mean, Chicago. Yeah. Look at the Eastern Conference compared to the Western Conference, man. It's just yeah, and it's always been like it's been like that for quite some time. And I think ever since the uh, Kobe Shaq era of the uh, three peat, their three peat. I mean, the Western Conference has just been trying to catch up with the Lakers. Yeah. Now that they've caught up. They're freaking loaded over there. And now the Eastern Conference, you know, they're trying to hold it on. They really don't have super – look at the superstar names even on the all-star rosters. I mean, you got Carmelo, LeBron on the East. I mean, and then the other start is Chris Bosh. Imagine if Bosh really took that deal in Houston. He would not yeah. be nowhere near all-star weekend. No. And, you know, Kevin Love taking the same risk. I mean, you, you go into – from the Western Conference where you were voted a starter, now you go to the Eastern Conference where you're not even – I mean, you go into a weaker conference overall, and then you're not even getting voted in because you're not playing to that Kevin Love potential that you put right. out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, bargain a trade or two, you know, that could propel, you know, some of these uh, Western Conference team that's flirting around with the playoffs, like at Phoenix Suns. You get a guy like Kevin Love, Amari Stoudemire, maybe, like you said, not playing 48 minutes. And I think he'll love to come back to Phoenix and because he didn't leave out here with, you know, any chaos that nope. a lot of Kevin Love has thrown towards Minnesota. Right. Probably won't ever sign that guy ever back again. But, you know, Amari Stoudemire, he played at a high superstar level when he was in Phoenix. Yep. I think he was the best player in the NBA, arguably, oh, at yeah. the time. Yep. And, and uh, yeah. I, if I was Amari, I'd want to get out of New York, man. Yeah, get, get <laughs> some of these Phoenix doctors, like you said. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, man. Phoenix has always been known, especially with the Suns, for for their uh, training staff. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would benefit them, man. And, and look at look at Steve Nash. Perfect example, man. I, look, he left the Suns. I mean, he was consistently healthy with the Suns. He would get injured, but he would come back. He goes to the Lakers. Look, man. I mean, he's not. He gets injured. He's not playing now. Barely played this last season. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know what it is about the Suns and that training staff, but I mean they they get you back up and playing, man. I don't know what kind of juice they have, you know, in that locker room, but mm-hmm. I think it would be a good fit for Amari to come back because he can, like I said, he's not going to play the forty eight minutes, but when he's on the court, he's going to contribute. Yeah, and I think the Knicks is the best deal to do, and they should have done this a while ago. They were waiting on you know Amari to you know come back and at least be half of what he was, right? And, you know, he he's up to that part now. I think he's, you know, he's playing more consistent. He's found his game the way that he has to deal with it now compared right. to where what he was before. Right. And I think he, you know, he, he's going to take his game to a, to a level of where he's at now. And, 
You know, he can control that. He's playing more consistent in that basis, which he doesn't need much. He doesn't need 48 minutes a night anymore. No. 20, good 20, 25 minutes of Amari. I mean, that's, that's that's great basketball. And Phoenix could use that in a big man, uh, especially with Alex Lynn always flirting around with injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, you know, the Morris twins, you know, they can actually have time to actually step out, don't have to worry about battling for rebounds inside mm-hmm. anymore. And, you know, they can actually step out and be that stretch forward that, you know, that they both present. And, you know, Miles Plumlee can learn from Amari. He can jump in for that 15 extra yep. minutes that Amari is not in and still play with the energy that he brings a lot. Phoenix needs to make a move. I think they made a mistake by getting too many backcourt players. Yep. Well, and the thing is, with with the Suns bringing Amari in, you bring that veteran leadership into it as oh, well. Oh, yeah. No, yeah because that, that's what that's the Suns are young. As well. they're, they're a young team. So now you bring that Amari in, mm-hmm. not only – is Amari going to teach like you talked about, you know, with Lynn and, and Plumlee, but he brings that veteran leadership. He kind of, it's like a mentor, almost like a mentor program, but you get that benefit of having still Amari Stoudemire on your team, Mm -hmm. you know? And then as far as the marketing part of it, the marketing side, the Suns Suns would benefit huge bringing Amari back. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, look what happened. Anytime you have a superstar that you let go and you bring back and when he left, he left on good terms. Right. Jersey sales go back up because they want the jerseys again, especially with Amari. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you saw when he was here and balling with the Suns, everybody had Amari Stoudemire jerseys on. You know, he switched the number to number one. Mm-hmm. Everybody went out and bought the new jersey. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's going he's gonna to bring that sales and the marketing back to your team as well, um, which right now, I mean, the Suns are a fun team to watch. Yeah, they are. You know, so the marketing's bunch. up there, yeah. but – just imagine what else you can bring and how many sales as far as jersey sales, ticket sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, overall, I think for both Amari and for the Suns, it would, that, that's going to be the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can get it done. Um, we got, what, seven days left for uh, the trade deadline. So we'll right. see what happens, man. And like you were saying before, uh, the Suns are a very exciting team. They've been exciting for the past two years to watch because yeah. they got a competitive group. And like you said, they're young. So everyone loves to see a young competitive team play. That's why they get so many games on ESPN, TNT, because this is a young group of young talent that's, you know, just almost waiting to happen. They're flirting around with that 8-9 seed. They do have the Thunder right behind them, the Pelicans as well. Yep. And, you know, they had the Spurs right in front of them. Now, that's a tough spot heading into All-Star Weekend. You were the number 8 seed. You already played more than half the season thus far. Right. And – you know, you're in that same predicament you was a year ago. Almost, yeah, last two years. Something needs to happen. Um, they need to play. They need to start playing when the ball gets up, tipped up in the or the jump ball. Mm-hmm. They can't. They cannot continue doing this first quarter lax and mm-hmm. then play catch up ball because you see what happens that fourth quarter. They get gassed. Mm-hmm. Look at Houston. Houston came and I thought the game was done. You know, looking at that first quarter, but they fought back. Third quarter, they got the lead. They're in it. And all of a sudden, Houston just comes back because they run out of gas. Mm-hmm. And then you got the James Harden effect too on top. But all season long, you've seen that where they get below or they get behind in the first quarter and have to fight back, have to fight back, and they fight back. Mm-hmm. They come out, they take the lead, but it gets taken right back away, and then they just don't have the gas to continue on. Right. So, and that continues on with being a young group. Like exactly. Said, they yeah, need some type of veteran. Yeah, like Amari Stoudemire. Uh, maybe they could take a shot at Kevin Love as well. If yeah. you maybe if you trade away, you know, one of these the three point guard deal, 
I don't think that's going to work out any time any longer because you you're taking away a lot of backcourt time from, you know, you're taking a lot of time back from uh, Bledsoe, Dragic, you know, right. those type of guys. But so, who do you get rid of? I mean, honestly, right now, if I'm picking a, I'll pick a name out the hat. I'll get rid of Thomas. I mean, I he's, he's playing exceptional, but. I mean, Eric Bledsoe, Dragic, you see those two come together. They, they Those two can ball together in the backcourt. It's hard to get rid of right. you know, any three of them. But, but I keep I, Isaiah I for injury, injury purposes, too. Because one of those guys go down, at least I know I can bring IT in, and he's going to ball just yeah, right behind absolutely, him. Absolutely. But IT, he, I don't think he really wants to play behind him. He wants to well, be out there starting. Right. All three of them together, it, it works, but it has its lapses as well on the defensive right. end, on rebounding. Exactly. Uh, you know, he's taking time away from Gerald Green, who I think is an exceptional six man player off the bench. Right. And, you know, you just take away time away from him. But unfortunately, we are uh, out of time. Again. It's okay because <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, real. kicking off All Star Weekend. We'll be here in studio live. Yep. Uh, Demi Lachey, Dougie B, Kwame Lasseter. We'll all be here tomorrow. Uh, Friday's always ca- a good show. Yeah, it's always a great show. It's it's a weekend. So yeah, you right. catch us tomorrow. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, and we're out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>